What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the My Side of the Block podcast. If today is your first time watching, we want to say welcome. We're glad to have you here. We're a sports podcast. We talk a lot of sports. We do a lot of debates. We're also going to do a lot of different stuff this year. And this year, we're going to be really hardcore on the stoop debates. Now, I don't want to toot my own horn, own horn here, but you are sitting with the only guy who has won a debate this year. Me, personally, I want to know on the year, but it don't mean nothing because today, today we got another debate coming up. We got a debate between our co-host, Paulie, PJ, a.k.a. Mr. Stoop, versus the 2021 runner-up with an asterisk because it was just for fun. We're going to put an asterisk next to it. My man, Steve Taylor, a.k.a. Mr. Clutch. We got a good one today. So before we get started, we're going to be talking about the NFL wide receiver GOAT. Now, if you guys aren't thinking two people, then you probably aren't going to agree with this conversation at all. We're talking about Randy Moss and Jerry Rice. So we got Stoop in the red corner with Jerry Rice. And we got Steve in the blue corner with Randy Moss. You guys ready? You guys ready? Long awaited, man. I'm ready for this one. Yeah, so I, I heard, Paul, I heard this guy has been waiting since last March. To get this debate going, Woo! that's crazy, dude. But we're finally here. We are here first. Now, now get the brand bigger first. Yeah, now not only are you doing this on on just the Facebook, we're on YouTube. We got the audio going, so I'm ready. I'm excited. So, Steve, you already know how this works, but let me explain it to you guys real quick. We're gonna do it like a first take debate. We're gonna give somebody the option whether they want to go first or second. It's usually the person that enters the room first, which in this case it's still gonna be that way. And they're gonna to get to go first or second. Other person's gonna get a rebuttal, and then y'all just have fun. I'll hop in here and there, but let it go. So Steve, since you're going against the co-host of the podcast, we're just gonna let you pick. Do you wanna go first or do you wanna go second? Okay. Uh you know what? When me and PJ got together, we were talking about this. I said the reason I wanted to take on this debate is because I know more people believe race is the GOAT than not. So I, my job is going to be to show that there is a legit conversation. So I'm going to let him go first. All righty, Paulie. Okay. okay. Paulie got well, first and foremost, first and foremost, uh, Randy Moss is miles ahead his, his the guys in backhand. So this is no disrespect towards my man. But Jerry Rice is in more than just one conversation. Not just the greatest receiver of all time, but the greatest football player of all time. So when I bring this up, that's a different league. Kind of how we, we, we judge LeBron and we judge Jordan. We just, they're in two different lanes, in my opinion. But I got to roll. The reason why I'm going with Rice is the consistency. The work ethic, the hustle, everything he's done, he's to have a thousand yard season. <laughs> yeah, I saw that, Steve. <laughs> don't fuck me up. Don't fuck don't make me laugh. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, to have a thousand yard season in your late thirties, thirty nine, I believe, and forty is pretty damn, you know, good in my opinion. It's just the way he carries himself, the way he like I said, his work ethic. I could talk about the numbers, but being a wide receiver is way more than just numbers. Being being on this field is way more than just numbers. I hate when guys bring up numbers constantly. So 
I'm gonna just start off like this. Consistency, the way he carries himself, the way he's he's built different. Like when you think of Jerry Rice, he's built different. The man can still play today. If you ever seen him, see Randy the same way. If you see Randy today, he's still a lean, string bean, six foot five, not an ounce of fat on him. Jerry Rice, I don't think Jerry Rice ever stopped running. So what makes this good is these guys are, are just they're two generational talents. But I just think Rice, from what he did. He's more versatile, cleaner route runner. No knock on Randy for his routes, but I've seen I've seen Moss take a five yard dump and take eighty yards. So the way I see it, I like the guy who's gonna who's gonna take over the game in the most important manner. I'm gonna dive into his uh his playoff routes. I mean the guy's taking over. He's lifted teams over. Not I'm gonna get to Randy's playoff rules later, but that's just how I'm gonna start it off. I'm a counterpuncher. Floor is yours. Yeah, me too. Okay. <laughs> I knew it. I know. So, uh, I, I like how you started with that because, to be honest with you, it leans more in favor of Randy Moss than Jerry Rice. And here's why. At the end of the day, we know Rice is phenomenal. Like, he was my first favorite wide receiver. You know what I mean? Like, I was trying to find – I got an old picture of, you know, Christmas. It was probably like 96, 97, fresh pair of J's. Got that red Jerry Rice jersey on Two X and three life. Two X and three. I was before that. We 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 was young boys. This was probably like you know still kind of your size, but it it was like you know what I mean like I want to say it was Christmas in '97. I think I just got the he got game thirteens on with some sweats. And, and, uh, and yo, why were the, why was I just about to say the thirteens though? You draws. It really was. <laughs> but anyway, at the end of the day. You have to, the only case you can really make to put Rice over everybody is to talk about his longevity and how he played. Because I keep it as simple with this, right? When you're talking about the best, we're not talking about, you know, the collective cumulative numbers over 20 years or however long he played. We're talking about one game, basically like games at the park. You know, when you're at the park and everybody's picking their players, they always want first pick so they can get the best player. If I got second pick, and I got, you know, I can get any wide receiver at their best ever in their complete peak. And I get the second pick and you take race first and I get more second. I feel real good about that. I think I'm going to beat because I got the taller player, the faster player, the one that has the better hands. Yes, I'm going to go there because guess what? He didn't have to use stick on. Was improving. Vertical leap. What are we talking about? Huh? Was improving. I was proven. I was proven. How? I was proven. Oh, I'm going to get to the proof later. I mean, my guy don't take plays off. Maybe we'll have another 2,000 yards. That's a narrative. I'm going to get... Well, if you want, I can get into him, that. Him wearing, I'm gonna be, him honestly, that's Randy, a narrative. Randy Moss, Randy Moss is from the country, man. You know what I mean? He's just a country hood dude. He ain't the most articulate. When he was talking about, I play what I want to play, that was his way of saying I turn up for big games. That and Jerry Rice saying... Huh? They took they took they took a misquote from a person who isn't the most articulate and just speaking in the moment. He's just he's fresh off a game a playoff game that they won. He turned up and stuff like that. And they took it and ran with it. And yeah, there's some times where he wasn't, you know, given a hundred percent. But the reason why that's high is because they painted the narrative. Nobody gives it there a hundred percent on every single play. Guys play through injuries, guys are just tired and hurt and stuff like that, but they highlight that with a guy like Moss, where though they speak stuff under the rug when it comes to Jerry Rice. But at the end of the day, we're talking about a guy who not to change offense, he changed defense. It's midway through his rookie year, Randy Moss was so good, they said, I'd rather let Chris Carter beat me. 
think about how deep that is, man. It, this is a guy Chris Carter did before most came to the league. He was leading the league and receiving touchdowns. He was he already had Hall of Fame status stamp. And this dude was so phenomenal halfway through his rookie year. They said, let the Hall of Fame receiver be us because we don't know what to do with this guy. We got to create new defenses. We have to do all kind of stuff because he's completely unstoppable. Like, and if you think about wide receivers the past, I don't know, what, 20 years? Nobody, let's be honest. And, and I, I think you can be objective about this, PJ, because your guy, Devontae Adams, he fits the Randy Moss prototype. Every GM, every coach, everybody who's building and training wide receivers, nobody wants a Jerry Rice, let's be honest with you. They might want his work ethic, they want aspects of him, but as a player, he is not even the gold standard for wide receiver. Randy Moss says, we want the fast guy who's tall, who has the ball skills, who can get you touchdowns, all of that. That's not that's not who Jerry Rice is. And if you go down the list of all of the elite receivers the past 20 years, 99% of the top tier ones, Fit the Randy Moss prototype. Everybody from Julio, D-Hop, Megatron, Devontae Adams, you name it. Everybody is trying. They want the next Randy Moss. They don't want the next Jerry Rice. No offense. Okay. Um. So when you say prototype, I, I do. The bigger, taller receivers, I can agree with you with. But, I mean, Antonio Brown, like it or not, he's a, pro, he's a, he's a Jerry Rice prototype. Cooper Cup. I mean, come on, triple crown winner. That's kind of a Jerry Rice style of playing. Um, mind you, we're not going to act like Jerry Rice is a small guy. He's six foot two, 200 pounds. So when you say the prototypical, I mean, I don't know which way you're going. I think you're going for the, the leaner, tall receiver would jump, who could jump, who stands. Yeah. And I agree that that could be, he was new. He was new. But Jerry Rice, I mean, he took out the, he went against one of the best cornerbacks of all time and shoot him up. Deion Sanders, this day, will say he's the best wide receiver. And I say this, and I say this out of the matchups they had. Rice got the best of Deion. And Rice will admit that. I mean, Deion will admit that. And the way I see it, I love what you're saying about first pick, second pick. If I'm happy if I get that defensive change. Well, nobody's seen a guy like <laughs> Randy Moss before he came into the league. I mean, let's be real. But at the end of the day, he was stopped quite a few times, especially in those playoffs. The biggest games he had, he lost. In his best year, in his best year, he came up really, really short in the playoffs. His best year. He didn't get a second. He didn't get a catch to the second half of that Super Bowl. You're telling me that those corners on, on, on the Giants, R.W. McCorders and Aaron, I think Hayes it was. I could be wrong. It was Aaron, I think it was Aaron Hayes. Um, were able to contain Randy Moss, but Wes Walker was getting over. Wait, wait, wait. Let's be clear. These guys were not containing Randy Moss and shutting him down. To be, to be honest with you, the real reason the Patriots lost that Super Bowl, they lost before they stepped on the field because they were too cocky. They didn't take the Giants seriously. I remember the media day and all of that stuff. Tom Brady was laughing. They said, oh, Plastical Bird said, you guys want to lose the Super Bowl. He started laughing. And Plastico said, hey, we're going to win because we're going to contain the team, not just Randy Moss. We're going to contain the team, and we're going to win the game. He said something like, you know, 20 to 17 or something to that effect. And then Brady was laughing and said, I wish Plastico would give us credit for scoring some points. Like, if he said a shootout, I believe it. But how are they going to hold us to 20 points? Well, guess what? They didn't hold him to 20 points. They had him to 14. And guess what? 14 was the final amount of points they scored. They had seven until – Late in the fourth quarter, when Randy Moss made what was a go-ahead touchdown 
to give them that point. Not It wasn't Westbrook. It wasn't somebody else. So let's not pretend that Moss didn't do his part. The team as a whole failed. And oh, by the way, there was another possession where they were in field goal range where they could have kicked, like, not a chippy, but a 40-something-yard field goal. But they were so arrogant and thought they were unstoppable. Instead of going uh, with the sure points, it was like a fourth and eight, and they went for it. And you're like, what the hell are you guys doing? That affected the game as well. But no, because Randy Moss is on the team. They didn't win again with these narratives. Let's just throw it all on him. I'm he not saying that's why he lost. I'm not saying why that's lost. I'm saying personally, I'm not saying. You said he got contained. He got contained for the first half. He got contained for the first half. Let's make this clear. Let me... Five, five receptions for 60, 62 yards in the touchdown, right? That his name's not Randy Moss. Is that, is that a good game? It depends on the score of the game. Was that I see my point. My point. It, if it's not Randy Moss, it's a shitty game. You're looking at that. You're looking at that receiver and saying, "Fucking bum." Right? Well, I guess Aaron Rodgers had a bad game in the playoffs, right? No touchdowns. He had a good passer rating, but he didn't do nothing. So that's oh, what absolutely, too, right? I, absolutely. Don't 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 question me about Aaron, bro. You know I'm gonna go off. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? You know I'm gonna go off. This is not the time. Me and you will talk about this. I'm just saying. Listen, at the end of the day, if you, if if somebody gets what you say, sixty yards and a touchdown, if that's considered shitty, he must be a hell of a player for that to be shitty. Because Wait, no, 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 a lot of people. This is Randy Moss. Exactly. But you say that okay, like, like well, well Jerry you Rice say that like Brady had a wait, 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 you say that like Rick, like like uh Tom Brady went off and had like four hundred yards and four touchdowns and Moss wasn't you know he he well, was high and that that wasn't Tom Brady's best game either. So how are you gonna get receiving yards and touchdowns when you're not getting thrown the ball? I mean it's what the boat, right? About? He finally got a quarterback, he finally got a quarterback and they underperformed, right? All right, we're going to wait until later in the debate to bring this up, but let's, let's take it all the way back. It's a newspaper article in the New York Times from December 10th, 1993. And you know what it talked about? The headline of the article is Get It Together. You know who they were talking about? It wasn't Randy Moss because he wasn't in the NFL in 1993. Oh, they were talking it. about Jerry Burns. Go ahead. Yeah, what did, they say? what did they say in that article? You know what they said? It's all you. No, you said you know what they said. I'm asking you. Chime in. What did they I'll say? Let you read it off. Okay. So what they were talking about is basically the fact that Jerry Rice had some some drops in key moments. And low-key, he was kind of throwing Steve Young under the bus um, during um, the press conference. And not only that, his statistics were not as strong with Steve Young as they were with Joe Montana. And you know what the reason for it was? Yeah, more touchdown with Steve Young and Joe Montana, huh? Over the course of time, we're talking about this article. You know what the issue was? This was a turning point, by the way. But you know what the issue was with, with Jerry Rice? He wasn't using Stickham anymore, but besides that, he wasn't used to the angle of the ball coming from a left-handed quarterback. This is your yeah, ability. You, 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 I mean, you can't catch, ball. Wait, wait, you can't catch the ball from a left-handed quarterback because it, it has a different arm angle. Mind you, this is a year Steve Young... You know, in 92, he won MVP. 93, he was the runner-up for MVP. 94, he won another one. In all three of those years, he was first team on pro, which is basically saying, hey, these throughout this stretch, you're the best quarterback in the league, and you have that at your disposal following all the famer, and you're struggling against the damn ball because of the arm angle. It's like with a left-handed pitcher. It is hard to adjust. You're talking about 93, the same year that he had 1,500 yards? Man, that's rich people problems. You know who was throwing the ball to Randy Moss? We're talking about Brad Johnson, Gus Perot, and stuff. He had to adjust to that, and he was still putting up the damn near the same numbers, man. 
I'm not trying to hear that. He still had 98 receptions for 1,500 yards and 15 touchdowns. I can't see how that's an off year. I really want you to explain how 1,500 yards is an off year. I didn't say it was an off year. I was talking. No, no, no. I you was said he was having an off year. I got to run the tape. I didn't. When did I say he was having an off year? I said he was struggling. You said he was having problems with the drops, right? He still ended he the was. year over 100, yard, 100, 100 receptions and 1,500 yards with 15 touchdowns. Okay. But yeah. that article is irrelevant because how did the year pan out? I believe they were in the playoffs. And I believe that year they were Super Bowl champions. No, they weren't. In 93? No. No, they weren't. That was 94. He was up. Yeah. Jerry Rice was actually the offensive player of the year that year. 93. So the article to me is irrelevant. If you tell me I was having problems earlier in the year and I went offensive player of the year, I'm going to look at you like you're crazy. No, what? Hey, listen. All I'm saying is this. At the end of the day, when you go from one Hall of Fame quarterback to another, you shouldn't be throwing that. Actually, the, the the whole I guess you could say beef how this all started was basically they lost to the Cowboys and Bryce didn't have a good game and he got questioned about it and he was low key trying to throw people under the bus but because he's a likable guy my whole point in bringing this up is that at the end of the day narratives are being painted and things happen and at the because of that instead of them highlighting that that was imagine if Randy Moss did the same thing he plays with Brady they, he has the not so good he has a shitty game they lose to another star team say the Colts because you know they got Peyton Manning and this is another championship rival and instead of having accountability and stuff you're throwing somebody under the bus because you didn't perform the way we're used to seeing you perform and it's because he's a left-handed quarterback and I'm not used to catching it it's like come on man when you're the best you figure out a way to do why was he the huh Randy, Randy's a diva. Jerry Rice is a diva. Chattel's receivers are divas. So they're gonna look for something. They're gonna look for something. All right, so let me ask you a question. If everybody's a diva and they basically have this prototype, and that's what makes them great, and that's how they are in this position. Why is it that some people get quote unquote penalized for being a diva while others get praised for oh, what's your listen, reason and bottom? Jerry Rice, I, 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 I always said he's just he's a fucking diva. He's a hardworking diva, just like Randy Moss is a hardworking diva, but he's a fucking diva. Perfect. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Well, I mean, we can get into the numbers and stuff, too, if you want to, because like I said, I, I don't think it's great. It's, it's great. It, huh? As, as great as Jerry Rice is, you don't know? You sure? I don't know about that. You sound like you got yeah, some numbers. When we start off with the numbers, I don't like Deacon even. Might as well. I mean, if we're cutting off 14 years, I mean, Jerry Rice played what? Randy played what? 14 years? So I'm not going to put a full 20 in there for Jerry Rice. So the whole 20. Don't matter. You can do 14 years. 176 touchdowns and over 1,200 yards, uh, over 1,200 um, receptions. That's just 14 years of Jerry Rice. I want to hear, I want to hear your excuse about uh, quarterbacks yet. Come on. Excuse. I want to wait. Wait, 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 wait. Haven't heard you say before Jerry Rice. Steve Young wasn't shit. He was, he was 311 and one as a quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
haven't heard you say that. Uh, I haven't heard you, I haven't I haven't heard you say how um Rich Gannon, great quarterback, when Jerry got there, his his team his play leveled up to be an MVP. Let's talk about that. He, Jerry Rice was thirty nine, putting up hundred putting up thousand yard seasons and helping his quarterback become MVP. Wait, wait, so we're going to, wait, first of all, Steve Young was a good player, and matter of fact, the reason they felt oh, so comfortable getting rid of Joe Montana is because they could go 3-0 and no and 3-1 and one and 2-1 and one when he would get hurt yeah, and, um, and have Steve Young, and then they would go right back to Montana, but he he, he wasn't nothing. He was he was a bum before. Yeah, he, uh, let me say, hold up. As a start, he, he was 11 TDs and 21 interceptions. Hmm. It's great. It's amazing. Turned out to be a hell of a quarterback. We know that. Listen, I'm not sitting here saying that Randy Moss is responsible for the success of Tom Brady, but let's, let's keep it all the way 100. Brady was known as a winner. He would come through late in games because he wasn't dependent to carry the offense. Before he got, Randy Moss came there, he had one 4,000-yard season and zero Zero, none, no, no seasons where he threw thirty or more touchdowns. So you go from that in the first year. In the first year, you get Randy Moss. You go from that to fifty, and you want to talk about impact. You want to talk about somebody level. Is that Randy Moss? You haven't answered my question about him not playing well in the postseason. He had one reception against the Jacksonville Jaguars. He had one reception against San Diego, San Diego Chargers. He had a decent game in, in, in the Super Bowl. Where's the what was that? About, wait, wait, you're keying in on one year, and you're acting like think about this. I'm keying on his best right? year, his best that's year. One of, that's, that's one of his best years. That's one of his best years. You can make a case that 04 might have been his best year. If you're talking about all around, they got, they got, what did they do on four? Let's let's go back to them playoffs in 04 because he didn't make. No, I remember me because he moved my Packers. I was about to say, yeah, you, you should remember he that one. Packers. Yeah, you should. Yeah, I'm going to tell you where I was at. I was sitting in my room in 04. I was in sixth grade, I believe, seventh grade, watching this playoff game, thinking, oh, we got him, we got him. Uh, I turned, I swear to God, when I wanted to go do some schoolwork, Randy Moss's ass is on my screen. You want to talk about disrespect? You want to talk about that's where, that's where it comes from. That's why you don't like these Vikings fans. No, I heard no. You say that before. I don't, I don't like them Randy Moss. Randy Moss. Randy Moss. Randy Moss. Randy Moss. I don't hate Randy Moss. I'll tell you, though, I can't stand John Randall. It's nothing against Randy Moss. I can't stand Yo, yo, every time he got off the ball, all I heard was, <laughs> you can hear it through the TV, that's a problem. That's the motherfucker, that's what, he got, I swear, I swear he had rabies. <laughs> yeah, the minimum, just some strong breath. <laughs> <laughs> yo, he's a strong breath. But, but, but anyway, let's getting back to, getting back on point, let's talk about the playoffs. You had to skip to this one year where, I don't know, the team was undefeated. And oh, the last thing about the 07 regular season, Brady throws 50 touchdowns, most catches 23. Literally, his 23rd touchdown was the one that scored 50. So if, if Moss doesn't get to 23, Brady doesn't break the record. That's point number one. Point number two about that year, as much as you talk about West Walker, all these weapons that they had, they got caught with Spygate, so now they're running up the scoring teams. Randy Moss had 23 touchdowns. You know who was in second place that year? Wes Walker was. You know how many touchdowns he had? Eight. 
So that means between first and second place, Moss damn near tripled the touchdown output and is almost exactly half of what Brady had. And literally his 23rd touchdown catch. If he doesn't get that, Brady doesn't set the record. So let's just get that out of the yeah, way. Yeah, he, he gift wrapped that. He gift wrapped that. Yeah, but him to get that 23rd. It took tw- it took my man 12 games to get 22. Which by the way, he had 23 because he had one rushing touchdown. So well, okay. it took your man 16 Listen, games to get my man 12. Regardless, a win is a win. And you got to remember regardless, something. Oh, I'm not taking it. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, okay. oh, regardless of wins a win, that's cool. But what I'm saying, it took your man 16 games to get 23. It took my man 12. Listen, I'm not going to sit here in front of it. That's one of the best wide receiver seasons we've ever seen. There's no question about that. But you have to also remember is that was a strikeout year. And I'm not saying that Rice didn't do this, but we know right. it was a workout where it he stayed in shape. I understand that. But you're he not going to tell me that. He played 12 games, bro. You not... Let me ask you something. Let me put you up on something, man. Shout out to Black Rob. I'm going to put you on something, too. But go Let me ahead. put you up on something. To say, to come at saying that it was the strike, that's cool. But he did play against elite players that year as well, and elite corners. It was a known fact. That's why they called it the greatest receiving season before Randy Moss. He did have twenty three touchdowns. I got to give my man some props. He did have twenty three touchdowns. I'm gonna give him his props, but at the end of the day, it's one thing to set the bar and it's another person for somebody to surpass it regardless of how he did it how many games and stuff he passed it and it wasn't like other people didn't know that and they weren't trying to stop him from doing it too because at the same time brady was chasing his touchdown record huh i'm pretty sure john taylor wasn't even playing half half that year and randy the games that randy played john didn't so it was just him at one point i don't think brian young even played i think he played six games that year Roger Craig was in the factor that year as well. I mean, so who else are they going to throw it to? They're four speed in them. You know, I'm not saying guys were completely out of shape because they're professional. Now it's four speed. But there is a level, there is a level of rust in Huh? Now it's four speeding? Just saying, nobody. The reason I'm bringing that up in the conversation is because you have to remember this was Jerry, wait, this is Jerry Rice's third season. The league is yeah, doing a strike out. And he, he has some of the Guess what? Yeah, but guess what? Even with him doing that, look at how Randy Moss had to start his career. As much as his numbers are outstanding, he was doing this alongside another guy who gets just as many targets as him and close to as many touchdowns as Chris Carr. Could you imagine what Randy Moss would have did his first six years? By the way, and one of Randy Moss's records that he has, like everybody knows how impressive Mike Evans is, right? With eight straight, a thousand plus yard seasons. You know, the first person to do that was Randy Moss. He he did six straight, but he didn't just get a no, thousand. His average sure. No, no, it was, was morning good. He averaged almost fourteen hundred yards a season. They had to they had to create a metric just to show you how great it was. Nobody had had six straight thousand yard seasons to start their career before Moss. He averaged twelve hundred. He was the first mm. ever to get at least twelve hundred in six straight years, and he averaged over fourteen hundred. So could you imagine if he was the only guy? He did that. And he did that sharing the ball with Chris Carter. Could you imagine what he would do if Rice, he was the I'm only sure guy had, and they had to just throw him the ball? He had almost eight. Man, don't be pretty sure, man. You got to listen, man. He, 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 he did it. He did do it, man. 
We, and didn't start to begin in his career because you know why? He wasn't the rookie of the year when he played. Yeah, he had, had a bad year. But he had a, his rookie Still, year. So, to keep it real with you, if anybody knows Jerry Rice, his rookie year, he had, he had the dropsies. We all know that. But what did he do? He and worked then, hard. And, then, and you're going to tell me there's no proof of Stickle? You're going to tell me there's no proof of Stickle? Where's the proof? Where? His numbers Have you ever put a pair of football gloves a day in your life? Bro, I used to play wide receiver. What are you talking about? Then you know them gloves when they get wet too. They're amazing. They're like they have the same content as the. Do you know why? It's not as. Do you know why Stickham? Do you know why Stickham was outlawed? Because they were out fucking doing you, motherfuckers. You see the corner from that's like a magnet. If, if you put stickum on your arm and you was running in the but quarterback, again, if you can show me the ball, it's going to stick here. You just keep running. This with is not hypothetical because if you can show me a proof that he has stickum instead of him just jokingly saying it, jokingly saying it, fucking around with the reporter who was, by the way, giving him a problem before that. If you can show me proof, I'll agree to that. Only people that agree that he has stickum are people that didn't. Uh, no, I mean, you're, not, I'm, I'm you're, a, not, you're not like that. You know better than that. And you should know that I know better than that, so I'm not just saying that for no reason. But regardless, I know who didn't use stick I know who there was no uh, you know, speculation. I, I know who was. He was so. Okay, so. All right, now we now we got to dismiss that nonsense because you keep saying that because of one year that everybody wants to triple team him. His best games they when he had 20 yards against, against I believe, hold up. Let me well, since, since when do we hold the wins and losses of a whole team on a wide receiver? We're doing that now? You're not understanding it's my content then. He lifted the team over. When he had those big games in the Super Bowl, he lifted the team over. When Randy had those best games? A stat team, of course. You lift a stat team over. Did you, you said it like they, didn't, they wasn't winning championships before Rice got there. Matter of fact, the year he okay. was drafted. They were the defending okay. Super Bowl championship. They we're got two about right before we're he even got it. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? We're talking about the greatest time putting up numbers. And I'm, I'm just saying. Listen, this is what this is how Ray Moss began his playoff career. Since he wanted to go to the middle, where guys was triple teaming them, and they were just doing what they had to do to win. See, this, is so funny, right? this is so funny how we have the double standard in this narrative around Randy Moss. When it's early in his in his career, he's the diva receiver. He's this, he's that. He's a problem. He takes plays off. He goes to New England, helps them establish a new way of playing football and record breaking. And now he's buying into the team concept, and it's not all about me and winning. Now that's a problem. Which one is it? Because it can't be both ways. You don't understand what I'm it? saying. I don't think you get what I'm saying. I'm not I'm saying. Fully comprehended. I'm nah, just saying that it's, saying. it's illogical. It's He's just coming illogical. off his best year. He's coming off the best year getting in the end zone. And he barely sniffed the end zone in the playoffs. What's the hardest thing to do in football if you're a wide I don't receiver? care. It's Randy Moss. We're talking about Randy yeah. Moss, right? 20, this is 23 you touchdowns. don't care if it's the answer. What's the, what's the hardest thing to do as a receiver in football? Get the ball. You're right. Touchdown, right? Right. Just not just get the ball, score a touchdown. So I understand it's Randy Moss, and I understand you wanting to go off and have these monster games every single time, but it's unrealistic. And at the end of the day, you have to remember something. Well, why Again, was it unrealistic? I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Wait, wait. I'm going to tell you why. Because you have to remember something. See, when you have 2020 hindsight, you can look back and everything is supposed to play out in your mind a certain way. You have to remember something. Up until uh, what, it, the last time the Patriots won the Super Bowl before 
2007 with the 0304 year. So they was on a couple year drop of not making it deep into the playoffs. But when they were winning, their winning formula was not trying to make every game a shootout. It was to play smart, not turn the ball over, play good defense, be, be on point with special teams, and make winning make winning plays at the end when it's crunch time. That was their winning formula. So at this point in time, yeah, we had fun in the regular season. We got caught cheating with Spygate. We're going to run up the score on teams and, and, and put 50 up on, you know, uh, the nameless team that used to be called the Redskins and all of these other teams right here, crappy division. You get to beat up on the Jets twice a year, the Dolphins, you know what I'm saying, and the Bills, but they sunk back then. But when it's time for winning championship football, we're going to go back to our roots. We're going to do that. And also, by the way, you're playing in New England. It's cold. It's brick out there. So they're not going to sit back and say, hey, just because we got all these weapons, let's turn it into a shootout. They went back to their roots. So you can't, like, again, you can't knock him for following what the coach's plan was and doing what you need to do and adjusting accordingly. You can't have it both ways and say, one moment he's selfish is about him. He has to put up the numbers. The moment he stops doing that and puts it aside, because you got to remember, too, if, especially when you play football, even if you're not catching the ball, you're doing a lot to affect the game because you're moving coverages, you're doing combination routes, all kind of things. Just because he's not doing stuff in the box score doesn't mean he's not being effective. And it wasn't like he was flying away from the moment. I'm glad you finally bring up a real football fact. That was a good move on you. I'll give you that. That was a good move on. I'm going to bring up some more too. But go ahead. <laughs> Hypothetical. Um, but like I said, then explain to me why Jerry Rice was snapping like this. He had a stacked team. His team was better. Are you okay. kidding me? Stacked team. And he was the alpha. You can have a stack team, but you're the alpha. So let's let's be clear, okay? Let's, At a certain yeah, point wait, in time, wait, wait. then in the Super Bowl, he shows the fuck up, right? He does. Your team has to make it to the Super Bowl. Absolutely, What's he can show up. What is the game? What is the point of playing this game? Is it get what? It depends. Well, I ain't got that. I should have brought my fantasy football championship rings, you know. But I was waiting for the flashy wedding ring. I'm like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Just full of rings, man. Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, listen, I understand what you're saying about championships. So, still been talking playoffs. Why we started at the beginning of Randy Moss's career, which he wanted to skip over, right? So his first no, playoff game. I went to his prime. Seventy-three yard. Wait, wait. No, this is his prime. He started off in his prime because he's that damn good. What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> 73 yards. 73. This is his rookie year, okay, by the way. So he's playing alongside Chris Carter. 73 yards, oh, touchdown. Well, 75 yards, for the touchdown. And the only reason they didn't win that game uh, is because, you know, the kicker decides he didn't miss it in, in two years, but in a dome in perfect weather, he misses it and Falcons come back on him. But first first. Playoff run, 73 yards touchdown, 75 yards touchdown. The next time, 127 in a touchdown, 188 two touchdowns. The next game after that in the playoffs, 121 two touchdowns. And then he had a bad game here finally. This was against, um, you know, the Giants when they got the Giants just smoked. This was the year the Giants went to the Super Bowl against the Ravens. They lost 41 to nothing. He only had seven targets, two catches for 18 yards. The team, they just oh, got, yeah, got That's not complete. That was that was the first really his, his his bad game and it came in a blowout loss so they didn't get him the ball it is what it is then after that his the next time he has a playoff game seventy yards two touchdowns then he has a mediocre one you know three for fifty one but my point is before you even get to the point 
of that season, he's had two playoff games. One was a blowout loss, and the other one was like he lost by double digits um, on the road. So the times where he was supposed to show up, he did. And some of those games ended up in wins, and some ended up in losses. Sorry he's not catching balls from but Joe Montana, did, though. Steve Young. Jay Ray took, took over Super Bowls, bro. This is why he's the greatest football yeah. player. Don't you can't even you disagree. Can make you saw me this is listen, that. Listen, you, I, listen, this is you can make it. You can make that case, but all I'm saying is at the end of the oh, day, okay, job, hey, job. What is the receiver's job, PJ? What is the receiver's get job? Get open and get the ball. Get open and catch the ball, right? And what's the rent? Would you agree that if you have a if you have a better quarterback and you're getting open and they can and you have not only okay so Randall Cunningham's a bum? Don't do don't be disrespectful, man. I want you to say because I know you love him. Say I know you love him. He's not a bum, but let's be clear, this was not prime Randall Cunningham. Oh, that year that gave him that wasn't was making a lot of plays with his feet that year too. He was he was making yeah, that, plays extended. He was off. He was also thirty five. Let's be clear. He, he, was, also, he was, also can't. I mean, I don't think that even matters because you know Randall was ageless in my in my opinion. That's a different story for a different day. No, no, no. Um, he is. But this we gotta understand too. In that era of playing quarterback, especially a guy who's been hurt a couple of times because he had a crap offensive line in Philly, thirty five and being what what was that? His like eleven for twelve year as a pro. And that era, that was different. It's not like now you can't touch guys, especially him because he was a runner. You know what I'm saying? He was running and he was getting hit. And he had a crappy offensive line. He was leading the league in sacks a lot. He had some mileage on him. But let's be clear. He ascended back to the top, not just because of his own plays, because Randy Moss made life very easy for him. It was like a perfect match. I think you're forgetting the quarterback right now and is disrespecting me. Can I say Cole Pepper? I know you want to say Dante Culpepper. Now you want to talk about a quarterback that made by his receiver. Don't don't bring no Steve Young up and act like Jerry Mice rate him. Absolutely, a hundred percent. Dante Culpepper was made by Randy Moss. Don't look at that. He was having a healthy year after until he got hurt. That was bowling that year that uh that that Randy went to Oakland. Got hurt. Nate Burleson was looking at him. We could talk about Oakland too. I was waiting for you to bring that up. You want to talk about that? Oakland's cool. He was. I don't. He wasn't fully there, but he wasn't at his best. I don't think he was at his best. That's why I don't like bringing up Oakland. He wasn't at his I'm best. Not I'm, I'm not. I, here's the thing. Again, with these narratives, we, what we have to stop. It's not a narrative. He was shitty in Oakland. He wasn't he was himself. Thousand yard season. One one thousand two. That, 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 wait, wait, wait. That's your final answer. He was. Wait, wait. If that's your final answer, he was shitty in Oakland. Yeah, he, he led the team once. Is that your final season. answer? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So let's 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 go with the facts and leave the narratives alone. Let's talk the facts, okay? So in the two thousand and five, his his first season in Oakland, he did have a thousand yards. Was it his, you know, fifteen hundred yards, seventeen touchdowns? No, he wasn't. Doing, but too. let's, let's huh? yeah, uh, we're gonna go over that. Guess you guess you would throw the ball to Randy Moss like you would say. No, 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 no. See, this is why we. I, I, I was waiting for this because I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. So we're going to go over the 2005 season. I'm not going to be too long-winded. 1,000-yard season, you know, even though it wasn't great for him, that's his standards because, he, you know, he's Randy Moss. But this is what happened. No, no, I'm going to tell you. This is this is what – we're going to go to that next, but we're going to start in 05. Mind you, I got a text show. I, I just made a 2005 uh, playlist. It's, it's straight bangers. We used to get some good music back then. Anyway, um, 
the first four games that Randy Moss played in Oakland, he was regular Randy Moss. And what ended up happening was the team stunk. They weren't winning games. And because he was showing that he was still regular Randy Moss, defenses adjusted. And we're going to go through some of the cornerback and, you know, secondary matchups he had as well. But his first four games in Oakland, tell me if this is regular Randy Moss, good or bad. Five catches, 130 yards, and a touchdown. Oh, by the way, that was against uh, the New England Patriots, too. And he had a 70-yard touchdown as well. Um, second game, five catches, 127, and a touchdown. Next game, five catches, 86 yards. Next game, he had four catches, 123 yards. And Does that sound like he was, he was playing shitty? Huh? He was shitty. He what? That's shitty? Wait, wait, wait. That's shitty? Huh? That's not as Randy Moss. He's supposed he's supposed to be putting on the bigger numbers. He has he's the gold standard receiver according to you. He's supposed to be putting up the bigger numbers. One third, five catches for one thirty in the touchdown and a bomb that he takes to the house against an elite Patriots. Defense. And the team was four and fourteen. Wait, wait, that's that's not good enough. So the, let me ask you something. Okay. If this was again, if we're not talking about Randy Moss and we're talking about like I, I bring up Hunter Renfro a lot. I love Hunter Renfro. Okay. Right? I bring him up, and I'm not going to say certain somebody on here told me I'm an asshole. I'm looking at him. He has a number 12 jersey on. I think Hunter's a beast. But since he's the only receiver on the team, according to number 12, his numbers are inflated. So that's the same case, I believe, for Randy Moss at the time. Tim Brown was a little banged up, I believe. I believe, right? Nah, Tim Brown was at the league. He was already in uh, Tampa. So he was the only player. He, Right? But since we're talking about Randy Moss, he was... They didn't have a good team at all. We're not even going to pretend that they did. They did not have a good team. They did not have a good team at all. But what I'm saying is... What I'm saying is this. Everybody had this idea. He quit on the Vikings. He's no good. He's a cancer in the locker room, all this stuff. In the first month of the season, he balls out in surgery. I'm regular Randy Moss, even on this stinking team. Right? Now the team started to adjust to him. Huh? He put on they he put he didn't put on the Vikings. He didn't put on the Vikings. I'm, just, I'm telling you with the narrative. I'm telling you with the narrative was out there. The narrative. That's what the narrative was at the time. They were saying he quit on the Vikings, he was cancer in the locker room. Um it was either the, the um the owner or one of the GM or somebody talked about he's not where he basically needs him to be as far as a team leader, so let me just try to get rid of him while he still has high value and flip him. That's that's what the narrative was around it. And one thing about Randy Moss, a pissed off Randy Moss might be the best Randy Moss. You get him pissed off, you get him with a chip back on the shoulder, and then he's going to show the world who he is. And that's all I'm saying is that that's what he did. Now, since we want to talk about 2006, you, you thought 05 was bad. 2006 was a complete He was even worse than 06. He, he had 500 yards in 13 games. Yeah, he didn't play the whole year, but guess what? Mm-hmm. He played, the, the Raiders were 0-5, and, and then they ended up going 0-9. The quarterback that he had throwing the ball, it wasn't even Brad Johnson or, you know, uh, Cole Pepper or something. He had some bum named um, Andrew Walter. I mean, certified scrub. The guy I played in the, in the NL for three years, and in three seasons, he had a total of three touchdowns and 16 interceptions. This is the quarterback play he had to deal with in Oakland. Amongst everything else, but guess what? Guess what? 
Guess what? He got three touchdowns in three years, and he has 15 picks. You want to take a guess where all three of those touchdowns went? You want to take a Andrew guess? That's not Andrew Waters. All three of them. Andrew Waters. I told he you. Threw three touchdowns. Year. Listen, it was he a threw three touchdowns all in the month of October. This That's dude okay. can't throw a touchdown pass out of the month of October, and all he's doing is throwing to one guy, but it's all Randy Moss's fault again, right? It's just, this I didn't is say it was his fault. Was my I didn't say it was his fault. Listen, but was his play this was, was his play helping this team level level up? Randy Moss can get you at least six up. wins. Randy Moss can get you at least six wins, bro. He could, but he didn't. He could, but he didn't. So you're telling me Jerry Rice was the reason all these teams went over the top and they were just carrying because, like I said, 49ers won. Two Super Bowls before he got there, he went to the Raiders. You talk about playoffs? Did they win a Super Bowl? Was Joe Montana MVP before that though? Did they just smoke? Huh? Was Joe Montana MVP before before Rice? I don't think so. I'm gonna say that we Hold on, you said it yourself. We already talked about Joe Montana. That you credit a lot to 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 Jerry Rice when it comes to Montana. No, I said when when it comes to his MVP, because he was putting up numbers. He wasn't putting up numbers. The team was winning. He wasn't putting up numbers. Let's be clear. The league, this, this is what the league does, right? Because I'm glad you brought up my guy, Randall Cunningham. Randall Cunningham actually won the player of the year the same year that Joe Montana won MVP. And you know why? It's because Joe Montana. I don't even like talking about Randall, man, because like, I try to be objective, but I feel like uh, he never gets his proper credit. But what I will say Borderline is Hall of he won the. He he won the player of the year three times, which is tied for the most ever that a quarterback has won. And he was straight out robbed in the 90s season and didn't win MVP over Joe Montana because at the end of the day, Joe Montana was the face of the league. He he was definitely a media darling. This was their last opportunity to give him MVP because he couldn't stay healthy and play 16 games. And as good as he played, his numbers were never spectacular. They were, like, better than average. They were Pro Bowl-worthy. But it was never, like, oh, my goodness, he's the runaway MVP. He's the best in the league. It was always, he plays good. He's cool, Joe. He's clutch. But, like, mm, I'm not the biggest Joe Montana guy. So, maybe it's just not right little guy. Yeah. So, I'm not sitting here saying that Rice didn't do his part in helping him win. But the success and the team success was already there prior to him. And they had a, a guy in Dwight Clark who got old. So, it was, like, it's perfect. We had a guy who was the number one tight you know, end. You do, realize, you do realize in his rookie year, he still had more yards than Dwight Clark, and he led the team in receiving. You do realize that, right? You do realize, you do realize in Randy Moss's rookie year, he had 17 touchdowns, a rookie record. He was first team all pro. He was number three in okay. MVP voting. But how many rookie times wide receiver, number three in MVP How many times did he leave the league in receiving? He didn't do that any time. Zero. How many times do you leave the interceptions? Tell me who had the most. How many times? Seventeen. Your man, your man, what? Your man led the league in in in, in touchdowns five times, right? Yeah. Jerry Rice had yeah. six on him. So what's your man's good years, at? Jerry Rice is better at. Twenty years. In Twenty years. years. Bro, no, yeah. I'm talking about. How how many times did he lead the league in that category? Not just a whole fucking career. So here's the deal. I knew you, I knew he was going to bring it up, but here's the deal. Just because he didn't There's lead no the excuse. league in yards, everything he's better what? than everything. Wait, 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 wait. So 
let's 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 go down the line. It was not one, not two, not three, five times. Randy Moss was top three in receiving yards. And mind you, these are years he played with Chris Carter. So it wasn't like he was, oh, he's never left the league in receiving yards. He must be 50. If he, must, he wasn't bottom of the league. He was top three. And uh, Chris Carter was like a top five, top ten those years. He was sharing the ball with not just another regular pro bowl. Okay. Receiver. He was a Hall of Famer. Wait, wait, I'm not done. Here's something. You, want, you brought up stuff that... Uh, do. Let's talk about the stuff Jay Rice didn't do. You know who is one of two wide receivers in NFL history to this day to average over 100 yards a game and a touchdown a game? You know who those two well, players are? Well, if we could just throw the ball up. Cooper Cup might have just did it this year. Five, eight, nine corners that happens. Huh? I mean, the competition's a little bit different as well. Couldn't really touch receivers when he was going off. That's not true. But I mean, I mean, come on! I mean, that's I mean, he wasn't so seeing. Let me help you. Let me help you with NFL trivia. There's two two receivers, right? It was Randy Moss. He did that in the 04 year. Megatron did that in the 2011 year. Do I hear Jerry Rice name out there? You mean to tell me no, he's never had a year with an average a hundred yards, grabbing triple ground? Listen, yeah, but this is what I just brought up. Hold up! Hold up! What you just missed. Wait, wait, this is what you just missed about what I brought up. If there's only been a couple guys ever to, in the same year, average over 100 yards a game and over one touchdown a game, and Moss is one of those guys, that means he was the first person in NFL history to do that. All the Jerry Rice's 20-year career, he had all these over game MVP quarterbacks. He had plenty of chances to do that. He never did it once. This is a pinnacle playing wide receiver. You get 100 yards in the game, and you score a touchdown. And he did that for an entire year. That's what he averaged. How come Jerry Rice was never able to do that? Oh, yeah, he's MVP. Any of those categories? So? You're saying that like he's doing it. Like he didn't have to. What you mean so? Wait, wait, so. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait. So if you put two, let me ask you this. When Chris Carter was playing in the league with Randy Moss, was he still a top five receiver in the league? He's a Hall of Famer. That's one of his teammates. He's a Hall of Famer. I'm talking Regardless of Hall of Fame, you can play with the Hall of Fame right in their career. No, no, I'm going to tell you why. If somebody's a Hall of Fame and they're like last years and they're over the hill, that's not the same with them playing with them while they're producing. He still had a really good year. Chris Carter was still balling when Randy was there. Right, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying at the end of the day, when he was playing alongside of them, was he still a top five receiver in the game? We're Ooh, talking late nineties, early two thousand. Top ten, top five don't matter. It's thirty-two teams in the league. So you're saying out of all the teams, we're talking about all the teams, teams in the league. league. Right. So my point being is, if he's playing alongside that in the beginning stages of his career, that some of that production is being sucked out of his out, out of his um, way. You know what I'm saying? They, he got to share the, uh, the receptions. He got to share the targets with this guy. And he still made history. He's the only person still to this day to average 1,200 yards or more in their first six seasons. He was doing it with a guy who, like you said, is Hall of Fame and was no less than a top 10 um, receiver at the time. That matters when it comes down to leading the league and stuff. Because you look I at back to that, they I didn't share the ball. I said, I mean, look, look who he was walking with. I mean, he had Roger Craig. Yeah, Ricky Waters. Yeah, the first, the, wait, wait. The first, the, the first day back, the running catch for a thousand a year, and the guy who was catching out of the backfield. That guy, Randy, still got eleven team in receiving that year as well. Yes. 
So here's another thing we didn't talk about because this is what the NFL does differently than a lot of um, other leagues. Let's like say basketball, for instance, right? If you look at two guys, even though you you can look at their career totals, you can still look at their per game and per season averages, right? And it wouldn't you agree that changes the perspective of the numbers? In a way. So let me let me let me let me be a little more clear for you with people. So. Even though LeBron has passed Michael Jordan in points, we wouldn't say LeBron is a better scorer than Michael just because he has more total points. So we can look at their averages and say Mike averages 30 points a game, LeBron averages 27. It is, but what I'm saying is what's not debatable is MJ averages 30 to LeBron's 27, right? So it helps you to put those numbers in perspective, right? Okay, so let's do that with Randy Moss and Jerry Rice because what the NFL doesn't do is they don't give you a per season and per game average to help you really put in perspective what it looks like. So for their entirety of their careers, Randy Moss averages 70 yards, 70 catches um, a season, 1,092 yards, 11 touchdowns. Jerry Rice averages 78 catches, so he gets a little bit more catches. He has 1,145 yards, a little bit more yards, but not much, and 10, and 10 touchdowns. So... The thing you talked about, which is the hardest thing to do, which we did agree, which is score touchdowns with clearly inferior quarterback talent and less catches, which means less opportunity to do so. He still is putting up damn near identical numbers to him. But again, Rice did every he did everything better. It, the numbers say what did he do better? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You said everything better. What did he do? Everything? You just did an analytics. Was he faster? Did he have better hands? Did he have better ball skills? Like, what exactly did he do that's better as a wide receiver? You can maybe say he ran routes better. He didn't run routes better. I mean, I mean, Randy was so good he wasn't even trying that hard. It's not like he didn't. He he wasn't a one trick pony. There you go. He was such a right there, there you go. There you go. You what? Put him that right there. What? He wasn't trying hard. No, no, no. I said he. I said he, everything he did was so like effortless. It looked like he. Huh? He, he just, that's him taking plays off. Of each other. Taking plays off. No, no, no. He's so everything he did was so effortless. He made it look easy. Whereas though, because Jerry Rice wasn't as physically. If he had better he had average, than he still has four thousand yards less. Five, actually, more more yards less than um than Jerry Rice and then his career. He has way less touchdowns. Way less receptions. Listen, we're talking about cumulative totals. Yeah, it's comprehensive. Both of them are playing basically at the exact same level. And one guy plays way longer. Your total numbers are going to be higher. But that doesn't mean you're completely more dominant and head and shoulders better play. I just showed you that with the numbers. And we're not even factoring quarterback play. For you to get more touchdowns on less catches with uh, a worse quarterback, that is extremely hard to do. Like, let's be clear about that. That's not something you could just do. But this is we're not talking about playing Madden. We're talking about the NFL. They created new defenses to stop Randy Moss when he was doing this. Okay. And Tampa 2, Tampa two because of Randy Moss. They stopped him enough to shut his ass down. Who? They shot they shut him down. Like I said, shut him down in the playoffs. He was irrelevant in the Super Bowl. Randy Moss took over Super Bowls. Randy Moss took over Super Bowls. I like that. I mean, Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice. You wish. You wish. <laughs> I don't need to wish because he was rooting for He wasn't on my team, so I'm not rooting for him to just win the Super Bowl every year. I'm like, I like him as a player and all, but I want my team to win. You know what I'm saying? He's still competition at the end of the day. 
That's another thing. Talking about your team. Y'all fucking shut him down in the playoffs, too. Troy Vincent shut his ass down in the playoffs, too, I believe. So, when are we going to factor in quarterback play? You acting like it's possible. That's when Dr. Hubbard is coming into his own. He was a pro better player this year. An all-pro. He led the league in passing yards. How did he do that? Who was he throwing the ball to? Okay, then. The, my point is, the quarterback play was in shitty. It, it wasn't, wasn't shitty. Got, no, no, no. It wasn't. Look, at I that very it. moment, I, I want you to think about it. At that very moment, were you saying, damn, Dante Cooper is only good because of Randy Moss? No, you were saying he's a hell of a quarterback, probably. I know I was. No, you were saying he's a good No, no, no. We were, you did. You said he was a good quarterback, but there was always... But is it him, or is it just the fact that he's throwing the Randy Moss? That was always in the back of the And again, he was, again the year time. after it showed he was a good quarterback, he just got hurt. Plus, he was three. That's unfortunate. It's unfortunate for him, but let's be yeah. let, His skill set perfectly matched with Randy Moss did. He had a strong arm. He could throw it a country mile. You could throw the deep ball. And the pass don't even, not to say he was inaccurate, but the pass don't got to be perfect. There were times where Dante Culpepper, his arm was so strong, it kind of worked against him. It was like a play yeah, where they were playing against the Cowboys and Dallas. He almost overshoots Randy Moss. And with his two tippy toes, he keeps his feet in bounds, and he's catching it, and the ball's like three, four yards out of bounds. But it doesn't matter. He can still come down with it and score. We don't say people got rights. We say they got Moss. He's a verb, man. Like I said, he's the goal standard. Yeah, that's because people got championships. Ross, Rice got championships. There, there's plenty of offensive that got offensive player of the year. Hold on, offensive player of the year, triple crown winner. Very impressive. That's very impressive. Super Bowl MVP. So he was the he was the alpha. So, let's, let's, so guess what? Let's let's talk about their career playoff averages because you keep saying it's like there's this huge disper- uh, disparity. So guess what? We brought up the regular season numbers. We show how it's a coin flip. The numbers are damn near identical. Don't you know in the playoffs on a per game basis, Moss averages 4.5 receptions. So, you know, between four and five, 70 yards, and he averages 0.7 touchdowns, which means he has a 70% chance of scoring because you don't score in every game, which makes sense. It's the playoffs. It's the best, you know, competition. Jerry Rice's career averages in the playoffs, 5.1 per, um, receptions. So they're both averaging about five yards, uh, five catches a game. But uh, Rice is exactly over five. 75.6 yards per game. Wow, that's only five more yards. And the exact same percentage. Oh, now it's wow. Percentage. Now it's so no, 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 no. We said career. I'll let you get all that out the way because I knew you were going to say that. And I was waiting to bring this up to prove a point. At the end of the day, their production is damn near identical, but one person clearly had head and shoulders a worse team. Talk your way, talk your way around that. I said everything I said. They talk your way around them having damn near identical numbers in the playoffs for the career averages. Okay. I'm talking about his biggest playoff games. Which includes all of that and still their numbers. No, 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 I'm talking about his. It includes all of that. Let me run it back for you. Let me run it. Randy Moss was shit. Right, you said all that already. Randy Moss was shit in the playoffs. He took he plays was. off. He Anybody would tell you that. that. Jerry Rice takes over average, the Super Bowl. I, mean, I could bring up a bad average. He'd be like, so guess what? We're talking for their career. I'm not highlighting one year. I'm not highlighting a peak or a down year. I'm saying for their career average in the playoffs, they're damn near identical. And the only thing Jerry Rice does is get you five more 
um, yards with the, and them five the more yards. Having, them what, five more yards. Let's, get let's not forget. Too. I wouldn't know because I won the the, the the fantasy championship in the league. That's all. I know. Things I'm in control of. That's what happened. Don't start. Yo, hold on. You ain't hearing my feelings with that. Hey, yo, Bobby, you don't let him shit on you like that right now? You won't let him take a dump on you? Wait, wait, right wait, 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 no, 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 no. Bobby beat your team. Let's be clear. Bobby beat your team and had you advanced to me. me. I looked at oh, the point total. I hold on, can I talk about that? Can I talk about that? I was up. I was up. Talk about I was up until one minute. I was up against him. Combination of their teachers. I was I, I should have caught the playoff adjustment. I should have. I said it's all good. He got it. Hey, all that matters is I'm gonna say, we both listen, lost. If you had you had you advanced to play me, you would have still lost. I don't know. My team was nice. You got down. Know. You you got dominated in the check the, the scoreboard the around there. Yeah, his his uh, finals team went the fuck off. It went off. Yeah, it did. I know. He had like 185 I mean, points. I checked back. I I'll checked check back right after four o'clock. Right right now, actually, I deleted the ad. Yeah, four o'clock games. At, before wait, wait, before got... before the four, it was probably four o'clock game. I was like. I checked back. I looked at my phone. I was like, yeah, that's, he got it. So the final week, Steve scored 169 points. Nice number. And you scored 118. Oh, the final week? I wouldn't even pay attention. <laughs> I scored 141. So you beat me by 17. I had the second highest in the league, which is crazy. It was a good, it was a good week. You know, I mean... We're running it back though, because I, I I'm gonna need Derrick Henry not to get hurt again. So I'm gonna need my whole team not to get uh, hurt all year. <laughs> listen, man, I still, I, I still won a league this year, but it's not the one I won. That's what's up. Hey, listen, league. all I gotta say, you know, I mean, I had a lot of injuries too. You just gotta work through them if you gotta, you know, work the waiver wire, adjust your lineup or whatever. But I mean, it might have looked like it was sweet, and we was, I was just putting up points, but I had, you know. Guys, out of the lineup. Raheem mostly got I was getting the message in here working that, that that wire. I'd be like, damn, he's up at this time doing this. Oh, you, you, so be like, oh, yeah, you know, I don't sleep. I'm so big, we don't sleep. Bro, you won because <laughs> you picked, you picked up Rashad. Penny. I was like, I, I, said, I said, I woke points. up at five thirty one. I'm like, damn, Steve, what the fuck are you on a wind wire four a.m. for? Five yards. That's the difference between winning and losing. Oh, this guy. Hey, them five. Listen. Then five yards worked out perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> so I was Again, this, ain't a knock on Jay. this is not a knock on Randy Moss because I always said, give Randy Moss Brett Favre when he wins the championship. I always said that. I always said that. That's true. Jerry, just, he just led, I believe. He just led. He worked for it. And you know what? I don't like looking at numbers of receivers. I never do. I hate it. So I, I cringe every time I was talking about these numbers because you can flip them either or. But running the cleaner routes, I gotta give it to I gotta give it to uh, Jerry Rice. My opinion, a lot of times, the football mind to me is looking at Randy Moss like this. He runs one he runs one route, and, but he disguises it so perfect. The way he moves his body to one to, to run that goal route, he disguises it so perfect that you think he's gonna go for a slant. You think he's gonna go for a little five yard go. He boom done out. He, it, that's what made him so good as well. But Jerry was a little bit more versatile with the routes, though. We got to break that down. Uh, we can't bring up videos because I want to break down routes. This is the thing. This is the thing. I'm not sitting here saying Randy Moss, um, you know, 
you could say he's a better route runner than Jerry Rice. It could go either way. Most people are going to say Jerry Rice is better. But here's the thing. He was not a one-trick pony. He wasn't just running go routes. The thing about yeah, it is... Yeah, but that was his... That's his money. It's not even the fact that he's money. He runs a four-freaking-two. When you are 6'4", you run a 4-2, and you got, what, a 45-inch vertical, meaning I don't you're going to get past any... You're going to get past anybody because you're faster than yeah. them. Yeah. Even if they're covered and they're there with you, you can just go over the top. You have to yeah. think logically. What is the better option to do? Send him under and try to get cute with all this stuff or say, look, nobody can match up with you. Go deep. I still got to go versatile. Do- He's versatile with his routes. He disguises them perfect as well. Five-yard dump, bang, takes a 80. And this is a guy that runs a 4-7. He came out of a D a D one double A school. Hold up, HBCU. And he, I mean, he was running close to like a four or six when he came out. But I mean, you know, that's still very, very slow for receiver. It's very slow for receiver. That's tight end speed. I, 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 I yeah, but I, trust me, it's not like blazing speed or whatever. And he but didn't he look like he ran four. I must say he didn't right. He didn't look like he ran a four six when the ball was in his hand. That was more combine and metric yeah, type stuff. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we're not questioning. His hard work. We're not saying that he wasn't elite. Don't get me wrong. I think Randy Moss is better. I think he's just at his peak. I think he's the more unstoppable force. But let's not get it twisted. Rice is number two. I'm sorry. It's not Megatron. It's not T.O. It's not all these other guys. They like to listen. This is an elite guy. Like I said, he was my first favorite receiver. He's part of the reason why I wanted to be a receiver. I still got a VHS tape with him running routes and breaking it down and mastering that and practicing in the backyard and all of these different things. He's phenomenal. He's just not crazy. See, I'm the opposite. I got Rice number one, but Moss is miles ahead of T.O., miles ahead of the Megatrons, miles ahead of the Marvin Harris, miles ahead of the Fitzgeralds, in my opinion. He has somebody hated me. My young boy hated me because, I mean, he's a little bit younger than us, so I understand his generation thinking Megatron's the best ever because that's probably the best they've ever seen. But he he was laughing when I said this, and he kind of like, are you serious? I'm like, listen, there's one reason I couldn't even put Megatron over Moss, and it's like what you said earlier. Moss by himself can win you a couple games. Ain't no way the guys in heaven, hell, or on freaking Mars, Moss would ever be on an 0-16 team. As bad as Oakland was, and that's where careers went to die, he's not losing every game just because he's lost. He will take over. So for that reason alone, he's going to buy put Megatron over a lot of guys. Maybe six. Easy. I, well, I think that's a lot, especially for a receiver. I would say on the minimum, he can win you two games just by him, just being the best player on the field, and he can influence probably another three or four. I can hard for a receiver to win. Again, because he, he can have 200 yards and three touchdowns. Right. He, he, he can have 200 yards, three touchdowns, go off, and if it's a shootout and another team is just scoring, he might have the, the best numbers out of everybody and clearly, high test-wise, be – the most dominant on the field, but that doesn't necessarily translate the one, which is why I think you're giving Rice too much credit, but it is. And and with, with, the thing with Rice is he was so smart out there. They gave him, his favorite route was the option route, believe it or not. Yeah. yeah I need that to bring up something route. about Jay, you real quick about Calvin. Deon, Calvin, huh? John, Calvin Johnson was hurt that year. They went 0-16. He didn't play. <laughs> so don't don't cut on yeah, Calvin Johnson like that. Wait, 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 you sure about that? I don't, I don't think he was. I don't think he was hurt. I'm gonna have to pull that up because I'm pretty sure yeah, he, played, he, played, he, he, he had 900 right. yards in that year. <laughs> I think he even did better than that. Hold on, I'm gonna have to pull that up because I, I no, he wasn't hurt. He, he wasn't. You had thought he was hurt because they they stunk, but it was sucky. 
That's yeah, how they got Matt Stafford. He actually had yeah. thirteen hundred yeah. yards, twelve touchdowns, seventy-eight receptions. Uh, that's a pretty damn good year. I mean, hey, man, I'm just saying you can't lose every game, not every game. I had to look up the roster since you brought it up. Might have been one of the worst assembled teams I've ever seen. Yo, listen, man, I'm going to tell you something. The Lions are good at assembling bad teams. They'll never win a Super Bowl. It'd be Super Bowl 157, and they still won't have one. But that's besides the point, because I agree. Randy Moss would have got them a win. Just one. One or two. Was that? He could have. Oh, he definitely would have got him a win. Because I just looked at it. One of the quarterbacks that was on their team who went all fighting was Dante Culpepper. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you would. The bomber. He would. He would been out there doing this and shit. Cole Pepper, John Kittler, and Dan Orzlowski. That's Awful. who was throwing Megatron the ball, and it, you know, of course, all of them lost. And he still had thirteen hundred yards. Dan still had thirteen hundred yards. <laughs> so I need to hop in here real quick because you guys are fucking yeah, dominating. Is that the same year he ran out of the end zone? Yeah, that was the year he ran out of the end zone. It might. I think it was. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah, at least he owned up to it. Like, he owns up to it, though, so, I mean, it's pretty good about that. Uh, at least, like, Dak Prescott, you know, he kind of blamed the refs, which, come on. But, yeah, I want to I wanna say, so I did a poll on my Facebook. As of this moment right now, between who's better between Jerry Rice and Randy Moss? It's on my Instagram. Uh, there was overwhelming 67%. Chose Randy Moss. Right. 33%. Wow, I'm surprised. I thought they would have said Rice. Wow. You know, 33% took Rice. So you got 64 people had Randy. 31 had Jerry. So co- coming into this, coming into this debate, before you guys finish it off here. That's interesting. I didn't look up any stats for it. I, I, go, I went with the eye. Like, we saw Randy Moss growing up. You know, dude was a freak. We all knew Jerry Rice. He had the numbers, the work ethic, and all that. I, I didn't do any any research on anything else because I wanted to hear what you guys had to say. And my opinion still stays the same. I'm not going to tell you that. I'm just going to let you finish it. But I do want to ask you guys this. If you were selecting a team, why would you choose Jerry Rice and why would you choose Randy Moss? I'll go first on this one. He's going to run that go route. And by by the time he hits that, I would say his fifth stride, that ball's in there. Because he's probably gonna, he's probably going to damage. He's going to make that. He's going to get that corner kicked out the game. He's gonna, he's he. It's Randy Moss, bro. You're asking me why I would pick Randy. Why he's what I would do with him, bro. So you're gonna you're saying that that just proved my point though. You you're you're rolling with Jerry Rice, but you're going to choose the other receiver. Oh wait wait, are you asking me? Yeah, wow, saying, I would pick Jerry Rice. Oh yeah, my like, bad. Sorry. Well, first of all, like, I, I, I forget you can't see me pointing at you. I guess you can't conscience is coming out. You you saw that too, right? Was, I thought he was asking me. Like, <laughs> no, I gotta roll with Jerry because like he gives me better option routes. He gives me better like I know he's gonna catch the ball. I'm not saying that you know maybe a little. Oh, you got some stickum there, Bob. I knew he was gonna say that, but. I can give him a five-yard dump, and he can take an 80 as well. I mean, he, it's just the way – it's his weapons he has. He's faster than he looks. And, I mean, he takes over games. This is what he's known for. Okay. 
That's what he does. He's smart. Yeah. Great route runner. Great. Yo, we don't we don't ever credit his yak. We never credit Jerry Rice's yak. His yak is nasty. And for all you assholes out there, I don't know what yak is. Yards of after catch, something Zach Ertz never got in his life. Um, no yak back. Look, he got he got ring though. Don't worry about that. He, he scored the touchdown too to put us up, man. Cooper Cup, man. Don't disrespect no yak back. Cooper Cup is good. <laughs> what about you, Steve? Why you got Randy? Simple. He's going to boss the competition. I mean, you yeah. don't have a guy who's taller. You don't have a guy who's faster. You're not going to have a, a guy who has better ball skills. He's going to get you the yards, the touchdowns, and he doesn't need an elite quarterback to do it. He doesn't need a lot of catches to do it. He simply gets the job done. Okay. Period. I, I know one thing. I know one thing. You line Dion up next, uh, across from uh, Jerry. Jerry's going to take him apart. Wait, wait. Did he wait? Is that what happened in 1995? Yeah, he got the back. I recall Dion. I recall Dion swinging two straight Super Bowls. Whatever team he decided, because the both the 49ers and Cowboys were stacked at that time. Right, so you want to talk about somebody putting a team over the top? He decided to go to 49ers, they play the Cowboys. He, he clears one side of the field, then he says, You know what? I like San Fran, but I'm gonna think, I, th- I think I'm gonna take my show on the road. I'm gonna go to Dallas, and then they matched up again. And then we forget, we forget things like that, though. Yeah, but if you look at their battles, Jerry did get the best of them. Deion says it. He said, bro, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. He's like, he was like, I'll be up. He said, I'll be up walking around doing backpedals. And my wife would be like, what are you doing? He was like, I can't. So I got, I see Jerry. He, he said he'd be in this, he'd be in his bed. Like he'd be in his bedroom taking the stance. Like, no question about it. Race is phenomenal. He might have he, he, he made Dion uh, practice hard. He might have saw him in his nightmares. Randy Moss didn't do that to one player. He did that to the entire league. He did it to defensive coordinators. They literally created new defenses for him. We're talk- Mind you, Tampa 2 was created for him, and this was not no regular Tampa Bay team. We're talking Simeon Rice, Warren Sapp, John Lynch, Rondé Barber, Derek Brooks, these are Hall of Fame guys at every level, every position, and they were so scared of one man, they created new ways to mass coverages, disguise them, make sure you got two, three people on him if necessary, because every single time he touches the ball, the ball, we're going to have a heart attack that he might take it to the house. Like I said, he was so great as a rookie and as a young receiver, they would rather Chris Carter be him than who is a... This is Randy, there's, there's a play that sticks out to me. It's in, it's in the Bears game, right? So Moss was on one side of the field. Carter's on the other side. You know, Carter's doing the thing. Boom, he gets open. He's like this. He got his hand up. Randy Moss is freaking double-covered downfield. Randall throws in the ball. It's a freaking touchdown. This is what we're talking about here, the little greatness. Instead of saying, look, look this Hall of Fame receiver is underneath. He's open. We can drive down the field. I trust this rookie so much. I'm going to throw it in the double coverage, and he's going to win. That's what we're talking about. This is the level of greatness we're talking about. Randy Moss is the only player, actually, to average at least one touchdown a game for not one, not two, not three, but four years, which includes guys like Jerry Rice. They've never done that. Like I said, we're not discounting Jerry Rice's greatness. We're just saying the top end, unstoppable, best ever type stuff. When you start looking at these numbers, Randy Moss, Randy Moss, Randy Moss. The only thing you see with, with, with Jerry Rice is because over the playing 20 years, which is a very long time to play football, and kudos to him for at least being healthy. It wasn't like he played 20 years 
it was healthy for like 12 or something like that. He did stay healthy. Yeah, I give him a snooze. Very commendable. Right. He, he, he played more often than not, which is very commendable. But at the end of the day, I'm just talking about the records, man. 10 touchdown seasons, 11 touchdown seasons. Ironically, Moss and Jerry Rice are tied with the same amount. 10 touchdown seasons, both had nine. 11 and more touchdown seasons, they had eight. Again, he's matching his level of production at the highest level, but he's doing it with inferior teams and quarterbacks. So to me, that just means he's great. Simple as that. If you do the same thing, which is all-time greatness, with worse help, worse situation, and everybody knows you're getting the ball, you're the man. Well, I mean, that's a good point, but again... You knew Jay Rice was getting the ball too. Right? I mean, this thing. I didn't get it. Listen, man, I, I didn't, especially as a kid, I didn't get other teams' jerseys for no reason. You had to be somebody special, man. And I had a, I had a Randy Moss jersey too. You had to be somebody special. Had, you had to exhibit greatness for me to wear another team's jersey that's not my team. And I have both of their jerseys and their football cards. <laughs> yeah, no. So I got one more question for you guys before I let you finish it off. And I think this is actually an interesting question on how you're going to answer it. And I want you to go first, Steve. My question is this. Okay. If you flip-flop errors, so you put Randy Moss in Jerry Rice's air, and you put R Jerry in Randy, how does it play out for each guy, specifically your guy? I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I think it's not going to change the trajectory of their careers by much just because I think these are the two best receivers to ever play the game. And I do think that um, I'm not as big on rule changes affecting the game that much just because I feel like you can only play the style of football that's allowed to be played at the time. So all-time great means all-time great. But I would give Randy Moss a slight edge just because Damn, where'd he go? Damn. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even get the... Yeah, you kidding me. Damn. Uh, I didn't even get the... <laughs> let me pause the audio. Okay. All right. So, picking up uh, where I left off. Um, at the end of the day, I would give Randy Moss the slight edge due to the fact that it seems like, you know, we talked... I've brought this up in other debates before. In the in the area, uh, the eighties and those other eras before, they it's not to say that they didn't game plan at all, but it was more mano y mano. So it's like who can come up with you know what coach can draw up the better play or make the better call. They weren't necessarily studying film to the level that they are now and altering defense. They more or less had a defensive scheme. So if you're just going to say, hey, we have so much pride that we're not going to create new defenses, we're not going to do things to alter one guy, we're just going to go mano y mano and let the best man win nobody has a chance with randy moss 101 he like i said four two speed six four 45 inch vertical so imagine even if you want to say okay get rid of one of the marx brothers put randy moss in 1980 and let him start his career there and say he's playing with a guy like dan marino you thought the record books were getting rewritten before these guys would they would put up numbers that even today would be hard to challenge so i just think that he's just so much of an unstoppable force one-on-one, -on -one, that if you're going to continue to play him one-on-one, -on -one, I think he would have a slight edge because as great as Jerry Rice is, we see a plethora of wide receivers. Would he still be top two or three in this era? Maybe the best in the league? Perhaps. 
do I think he's going to put up better numbers than what he already did? I don't think so because, again, he had as good of a quarterback tree as you can possibly have. And one person that we leave out of Jerry Rice's career quarterback conversation, Jeff Garcia had a couple of damn good years in San Francisco, and he was another, like we talked about Cole Pepper, that was another Pro Bowl receiver. So you got three MVP um, quarterbacks and four Pro Bowl quarterbacks that cover most of your 20 years. So how much better could he have as far as, you know, a passer in situation? Can you say possibly he made those guys better? I mean, I ne- I, I hear a lot of guys talk about that, too, and I have to agree. Randy did make it make the job. Not Randy. Jerry made jobs easier for quarterbacks. No, Randy. Randy. Uh, I mean, if I was six foot four and ran a four something, my, and I was a you know wide receiver, I'd be making jobs easier too. But Randy was making easier too because shit, I keep on saying Randy because I'm mad. But because uh, <laughs> I can still see, you know why? I can still see we did the Mike McKenzie that, that in 2004. You just had to mention 2004. Fuck it. You just had to mention 2004. But like I said, Jerry Rice. He made jobs easier for those quarterbacks as well. I mean, there's a reason why him and Steve Young have, over the period of time, more touchdowns than him in Montana. There's a reason. That's because Steve, that Steve Young was a better quarterback. He was more prolific, and quite frankly, I think he was just a better, pure quarterback. Well, when he finally got his shit together and actually learned the game, I believe, because I don't think, as much as I, I get him for the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, nobody nobody played good for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers back in those days. They were the cream so, sugar, but they got smoked. Yeah. So, I get it, but playing with playing behind Montana is like how Rodgers played behind Favre. He learned the game finally. Then you got you got a Hall That's of Fame, good. you got a Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean, um, wide receiver and Jerry Rice. So your game's gonna be a little bit more easier. Then he got. I then, think Steve Young. I think Steve Young maximized his potential. But even if you look at the greatest Rice played, Rice had great Super Bowl numbers. He had a three touchdown game, but that's because Steve Young threw six. Oh, they chewed, like, they chewed up the uh, Chargers there. But um, he was he cooked them. He, like you said, he finally got that monkey on his back. When he got his opportunity, he said, "You know what? I I might not be able to win more championships than Joe, but in this one where I'm the starter, because he he was one two of those other championship teams. Yeah, I'll give him that. He got right. He he yeah, got three you. rings because when Joe got hurt. He was on those teams where the comeback against the Bengals happened. The other one, I think, when they smoked the um, the Broncos. Steve Young was on those teams, and he played good in regular season, but he wasn't the starter. So people forget that. They think he got one, but he got three. No, he learned. He he sat back and learned like Aaron Rodgers did. That's exactly what he did. And he got comfortable with a guy like – like they had their ups and downs, those two, but they got the shit together real quick in the 93 season. So – and Jeff Garcia, one reason why I didn't bring up Jeff Garcia – he only played with Rice for about two years. And Rice Rice was banged up the one year. And that's when T.O. finally just started going off. No, I mean, listen, I'm not saying that he played with him for an extended period of time. I'm just saying that as much as he had those other guys consistently throughout his year, even when the 49ers went through, like, a transition period again, they still – it's not like they had to wait in the draft or they had, you know, certified scrubs. He just so happened to get another Pro Bowl quarterback. That's the reason I brought him up. Which Jeff got to sit behind Steve and learn a little bit of the game. And they are kind of alike, except for uh, Jeff's not a, Jeff's a right-handed quarterback who like to run. Steve's a left-handed quarterback who like to run. So kind of it kind of helped race out as well. So 
And Rich Gannon, absolutely. Rich Gannon, he uh, he was never a bad quarterback. Never. Let's 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 put that out there. But he didn't win MVP until Rice got there, and he got blessed with two Hall of Fame receivers. So I don't know if that was more that year that he won the Super Bowl. I don't know if that's more Rich Gannon win the MVP or those two dogs that wide receiver. Um, I would. I would what so, I'll say is it's definitely more it's definitely more Rich Gannon because they were both old. Like it's weird. He got better like way late in his career. Um, but Rich Gannon did make first team all pro quarterback a couple of times. One of those years was before Rice got there. So when you make first team all pro in the era where you got young Peyton Manning, Kurt Warner, Brett Favre, Brady wasn't elite yet, so he doesn't count. Um, but you had other guys like Cole Pepper was playing at a Pro Bowl level. You had, you know, early Mike Vick. And he's the guy who is first team on pro. I have to give him that credit and say it wasn't because of Jerry Rice. It's because he was just balling. Like I said, I think he just had that team around him was because the year before he wasn't really. They were all good. They were just too old. That was their problem. Then they finally they finally got Jerry, got it together. Jerry had a 1K season. Boom, boom, back to back. And we got an MVP out of that. So, I again, now, I'm not saying, don't get me wrong, Joe Montana, Steve Young, Rich Gannon, one's borderline Hall of Fame, another two are Hall of Fame quarterbacks and MVPs. So, it's Jerry was slightly a little bit more blessed, I will say that, but he also improved their skills. You know what I'm saying? He made the game easier for them. So, Paul, yeah. how do you feel he, how do you feel Rice would do in Moss's era? I think he'll kill it. I think I, I absolutely think he'll rip it. Because if he, you can't touch nobody in this era, bro. If if he played in the same area as Randy Moss, I mean, he he he's, he was seeing who Darrell Revis, he was seeing Antonio Cromartie, I believe. I'm trying to think of the top of his area. Cause they, a, wait, wait, wait. That's a, wait. I'll, I'll give you the top. I did go through um, that Oakland year. So like, just to give you an idea of like who was still elite at that time, you still had Champ Bailey, Patrick Sertang, Sante Samuel. Um, uh, you had Lito Shepard and Sheldon Brown, obviously in Philly. Um, Ty Law, um, Sam, Mad- Sam Madison, um, Terrence McGee, um, Sean Springs. You had, obviously, you, uh, who I'm thinking of, um, Chris McAllister. People forget about how great he was in Baltimore. And then you still had... But you, and then think about the safeties too: Ed Reed, Sean Taylor, Palomalu, Brian Dawkins. Like you had some guys that was going to lay the hammer over you on the top. Randy seen some dogs. Don't get me wrong. Randy seen some dogs. And I think because of how him and Dion played out, I think he'd be okay in this area. I think he, I think he'd be a top receiver in this area too, easily, especially with his route selection. So I, I think either one of them, they, they're generational talent. Yeah, that's, I agree with you. Generational talent means you'd be good in any era. I don't think it would be significantly, like nah, I said, head and shoulders different for either one. Nah. And if they played together, that would be different. I think. I actually think Randy Moss would uh made fucking Jerry Rice level up because he'd be so pissed. That, that's another thing I forgot. He was in, Randy nah. Moss was in, well, Jerry Rice was in the same era as a guy like Andre Risen, a dog. Michael Irvin. Your guy Sterling Shepard was on his heels too. If he didn't get hurt, Sterling Shepard was on his heels. Yeah, Sterling Shepard was. Yo, stop! Don't do that. He's an animal. He's an animal. Man. He was another one of my favorites. I was. I was. Man, I was man. getting to Sterling too. I was getting to Sterling, but I didn't want to because I was gonna get mad because, well, <laughs> he probably would have broke record. 
but yeah, he was in some. He was going up against some dogs too, and I think well, competing against, not actually going against because they're other receivers. Well, let me ask you this because I I didn't get into this, but between the two, obviously they're both easily the best of their generations. We both agree they're the top two ever. But wouldn't you agree, Randy Moss had a little bit more competition to be the best receiver in the league during his time compared to Jerry Rice. Uh, that's arguable because the guys I named, they're still in that top 10. Wait, wait, T.O. Yeah, all right, so, so Moss, T.O., Moss, T.O., Moss, T.O., Torrey Hall, yeah, Torrey Hall, Marvin Harrison, dog. Um, Steve Smith was a dog, he was in his prime as well. Yeah. A little bit later, you get um, Larry Fitzgerald, you yeah, know, yeah. obviously his career overlapped with, uh, with Megatron, so I'm just yeah. saying, if you lining them up, and even still, at the end of the day, there's no question about it. He's the guy at the top. I just that's another thing. Lead, that, uh, but hold on, we gotta agree. The league did get really passing guys more towards that the rice era, towards the the Moss era. They were really high. Yeah, on this is the thing. That's you gotta remember something. Randy Moss didn't start his career in say like the year like 2006 or eight. He started, he started his career in So the thing about it is the reason I think that gets a little bit overplayed. When Randy Moss came into the league, was in his prime, it was more pass-heavy, meaning teams didn't just have a 50-50 split of running and passing, but the rule changes weren't necessarily in effect just yet. That came a little bit later. So I think that's a little bit overplayed when you talk about Randy that's Moss. That's not what I'm prime. saying, though, the rule change. I think the style of offenses were power run, then throw the ball. And Minnesota has some right. dogs. that's that what I'm saying. Run. They have some dogs that run the ball. No, that's what I'm saying. So, Moss was a part of that transition of going. Yes. I put it to you like this: what Stephen Curry did to the three-point line in the NBA is the same thing Randy Moss did with turning the league into a pass first. Because at one point in time, you gotta remember, guys weren't the tall guy and the fast guy; they were one or the other. So if you had the tall guy, he was normally like the big possession 50-50 guy, and the speedster was like somebody like our size, right? That just maybe had some hops or something like that. But Moss kind of molded those two guys into one and became the new standard to say, hey, we don't need to find two guys to play two designated roles. We can just get the, the superstar to, to, to do both. And then the league shifted where he said, you know what? We can't be more pass friendly. And then, like I said, the rule changes came later. It just made it an obvious, like, you need to be pass first or you're not going to win. That's a good point there. He was part of the transition. I agree. But uh, like I said, yeah, I, man, we've been on this for a while. So I mean, I think that's. I mean, what else are we going to talk about? You gotta hit your final statements here. You got. You guys have been going back and forth. It's been good. So whoever wants to go first, take the it's lead. Been, this this been a, this been a real boxing match. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Listen, like, I didn't expect anything, less, and, and this is why I wanted to do it. I wanted to challenge that thing and 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 make it a real debate. And, you know, I'm aggressive too, so I'm gonna agree. Oh, yeah. I know what you expect. <laughs> so, I'm aggressive. I'm Italian, so I'm gonna come at you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> it's not it's like with, listen. Listen, he didn't have this with Eric, and he didn't. Have, damn sure didn't have this with with Matt. So I was like, I, I gotta, I gotta get into shit real quick. I gotta get into. I gotta really like, you know, get on his ass about shit. I ain't gonna be like Matt. Listen, By the way, if Matt, you're watching. You're next. Uh oh, you just calling him out. You gonna call him Ooh. out? Hey, you're next. Me? Ooh, what's that debate going to be? I, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. I don't know. I just feel like he wants to debate me on everything I say. So whatever he wants, 
Any kind oh, of okay. I'm like, yeah, you had me feeling like I missed it. I'm like, damn, did I miss something in the comment section? No. This is no. interesting. Oh, I think he really okay. wants to smoke with me when it comes to Kobe and MJ because I, I, I took Kobe over MJ. And you know that. You know that I take Kobe over MJ and Davis. I, mean, I got him in the background here just because, you know, shout out you to, saw, you know, you saw the layout. Everybody, everybody lost their love. Hey. Yeah. You saw the layout. Because the anniversary of his death was yesterday. Yeah, yeah, you saw that layout. Damn, I, calling him Kobe, out. I love AI. A is my favorite player, but Kobe's that dude. And man, I got him over MJ, in my opinion. And I said that when you and uh, no, it was E. It was E and uh, Davy Boy. <laughs> when them two debated, I took, I, I said, listen, they neither one of them to go with me. I got to roll with Kobe. That's, that's how I did that's, it. I'd actually be curious to hear that debate. I, I, I really I would. Yeah, I mean, that's, 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 listen, I love Kobe. I mean, we all do, um, but that's going to be that's going to be very interesting, especially when that's they're be, kind of emulated. You know, you emulated him. I'm not going to say anything else, but I mean, I mean, I mean, people say he's a carbon copy, but I mean, I think Kobe was a little bit more relentless. You, you know, he would have had that six ring. My thing is like that team, what I, This what, is what I will say about Kobe, and I don't think this should really legitimately be questioned. People will get on him for his aggressiveness. Like you said, he was head and shoulders. I'm sorry. He was a better teammate. And part of the reason we know he was a better teammate is because he put his ego aside, at least in the early part of his career, and could coexist with Shaq. He didn't have to yeah. be the guy, but he still played like he was the guy. And because of that, they did make it to seven finals. He didn't win them all, but he made it to seven finals, which is more than that So one that's one thing I'll say. Should have won the yeah. first time I won Boston, you know, like, and he was this close. Another thing this about close. Kobe, too. Like, uh, I no think, honestly, that wasn't the one that got away. I think the one that got away from him was clearly um, the failed super team against the Pistons. And I know the Pistons, I was gonna on paper, sure. they didn't have a superior team, but they had a superior strategy. And everybody knew their part, and it was like, you know, everything came together. That was the one that got away from them. But Kobe, to me, is definitely a better teammate, and I would argue all-around skill. He's slightly more skilled. He's definitely a better all-around shooter, especially from outside. I would say he's a better ball handler, and then everything else is kind of close. But uh, yeah. I, I know I'm going to hear six and oh, six rings. I know I'm going to hear never lost in the finals. I know I'm going to hear this. Don't give away your tactics, man. Don't give away your tactics. I'm going to throw you a nugget right now, Fiji. I'm going to throw you a nugget. Just the same way I just brought up about Moss being a part of a superior wide receiver group and being the best, I don't think there's any serious debate. The 2000s era of shooting guards is hands down the best in NBA history. And even though Iverson had the throne early on, collectively, without question, Kobe is the best shooting guard of that era and to be the best of the best era, and like you said, a carbon copy or close to who's regarded as the best. That's that's very com- that's I don't know that's that's a compelling argument when you think about it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, he has, he has a higher career high. That era was nasty. So I mean, T Mac, T Mac, Ray Allen, AI, Oh, Michael, you gotta throw Michael right in you got to throw D Wade in. He came in 03. That wasn't like late yes. in Kobe's career. Yes. And Kobe that came right out of high school. So, like, you have to straight dogs. And even guys like Brandon Roy, only reason he wasn't an all time great is because he got hurt, but he was part of that era and he was a dog. Phenomenal. Yeah. Well, I got, a lot, I got a lot of tricks. I'm not going to throw all my tricks out there because I'm. 
we just having a conversation. But well, you got to throw down, down the gauntlet. Got to throw down the gauntlet to him. Uh, he actually he's coming up next. He'll be the next debate. He's also debating Jason Fagan. They're gonna be doing GSP versus Silva. They all try to challenge me, and I'm like, I can't take, I can't go against GSP. So no thanks. <laughs> I'm like, nah. I'm, I mean, I couldn't do it. I did my John Jones debate. I already did that. So we'll see the other half of that next. I'm still waiting on confirmation for that. So after, after that, we got too much, man. I can't. Yeah. I, I love it, but I can't debate it. I, I can't debate a guy that has the same tattoo. Nah, I'm, boxing. Like, I'm a boxing guy. I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's very few things that you can actually, you know, debate about. And that's one of the hard ones. UFC is pretty hard to debate against because it's just like it's extremely hard. Like that's not like basketball or football. Like you can't really compare. Like it's like so many styles, weights. Like, it's so hard. That's what that's what makes it fun though. Uh, but Yo, he's, he's coming up Wallace. next. Oh man, nah, nah. I I, I I did throw down the gauntlet for uh, Craig. I said we can get a rematch, but uh, I think he's going to be back in the ring. But it's not going to be with me. It might be with Dave. They might be doing a tennis debate, believe it or not, which will actually be interesting because there's only three good tennis players ever. And even though a lot of us, like, I don't really watch tennis, we all know, like, Roger, Nadal, and Novak. No. So it, it'll be a cool if they do it. Yeah. Because I, yeah, I, 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 I said I would do it because it's the only sport that I actually really don't watch. But, but that doesn't mean yeah. I don't know my shit about it. But we'll see. But that's why I like watching debates because that's going to educate you. Yeah. So I'll be tuning in on that one. We'll see, we'll see. Yeah. But as for this debate, we got to get the closing statement so we can get out of here. Longest podcast ever. We might hit two hours almost. So, well, what do you expect? <laughs> what hey, did you expect? I mean, it, it, you knew we was both going to bring it. We're talking about what we both agree is the two best ever. So it's, it's a lot to talk about. Yeah, I agree with you too. I think they both are. Uh, you know, I like the fact that you guys didn't bring in a lot of stats into this debate either because these two guys like completely different eras of football. They're bigger than stats. Yeah, they don't need to bring up stats. Everybody knows who they are. Uh, You don't need it. So I like how you guys broke it down. Um, I like the stick on the date too. That was good. I knew it was coming, but it was good. Uh, Got got Paul riled up right from the beginning. Right from the beginning. (laughs) I was waiting for it too, but I think it was going to be that early. Oh, it was right away, and you were just like, boom. I was like, uh, I'm, That's just I, snack. That's, you yeah. see when I start snapping, it's, I get on the road. I had my mic muted for... Yeah. I had my mic muted for about 45 minutes, give or take, until you started talking about fantasy football. I unmuted it. Like, my shit was muted. I was just sitting here watching. I was like, yo, all right. And the problem is, I, I got to listen again, too. I mean... I'm I'm listening right now as a fan as a, as a critic trying to see, but even then, like I don't know. Like, good luck on the voting poll. I'm not voting on this one because I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, this, this one might be a little tighter than with him and Eric. It's gonna be a little tighter. I mean, this is the thing. As long as we bring it in and bring you know quality debate and people tuning in, that's all I care about. Because to be honest with you, I think ninety nine percent of sports is subjective. It's just about preferences mm-hmm. and stuff like that. There's yeah. not too many legitimate sports facts. I know people like to treat things like they're just closed ended facts and they're not. So, you know, I I don't think too many people would even step up to the challenge to debate against Jerry Rice, which is why I wanted to do it and show it can be done. Yeah, and um, you know, it's expected. 
Yeah, I mean, there's only one. That's, one. Why, that's why I felt like it had to happen. Yeah, I mean, there's only one real GOAT, so we'll let them decide. You guys got who yours is. Uh, clearly said it wasn't Calvin Johnson, but uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, when you said that, I thought about it, and you always see, like, if you got one guy, who would you pick? And all, like, our generation, you know, a lot of them, they, oh, I'm going to take Calvin because he's so big, he can do this and that. You didn't, like... When you had Randy or Jerry Rice, it's like it, they could have been small or Calvin. They would have done that. They did the same thing, both of them. You know, they're hands down number one and number two. However the hell you look at it, top two, not even close. Miles ahead, two, three and four, too. They're miles ahead. And that's saying a lot because T.O., you know, T.O.'s real good. Calvin's real good. Hell, Larry's real good. But they're, not, they're, not, they're not in the same category, man. Um, I would throw Chris Carter in there too. Um, yeah, I, 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 I think he, yeah, I mean, I don't know. He, to me, Chris Carter was like Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald's like a mixture of Moss and Carter, but I think just as that prototype, was there Chris boy? Carter was Larry Fitzgerald before Fitzgerald, and I think he gets a little bit disrespected in these uh, wide receiver rankings. Um, but he he's definitely one of the best ever. I think I, he still has the best hands ever. Too. I will say this: if Steve yeah. Smith was six foot four. He'd be in the conversation. That's my dog. Like, oh, it wouldn't even, he, 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 yeah. he would be I right there. He reminds me of Alan Iverson. Like, if Alan Iverson was like, what, 6'3? Oh, God. Imagine what he would have done. Like, 6'4. Yeah. Like, come on, Kobe. Come on. This is this is why I get disrespectful towards my man Kobe when I don't want to. He's lucky he wasn't 6'3. <laughs> yeah. Kobe anyway. said that. He said, thank God that was a 6'5. We all have been in more trouble. Oh, dude. Unbelievable. But as for that, let's give our closing statements. Paulie, we'll let yeah. you start it. I'll go first. I'll go first. Man. Call it day on this one. Listen, Rice got all the awards, all the numbers and all that. But at the end of the day, I always look at a guy for what he did in the postseason. I spoke a lot about that. He did bring teams over to hump. That's who I got to roll with. The guy when it's clutch time, when it's you know time to go, I got to roll with. Not saying Randy didn't do it, but I just think Jerry did a little bit better. So that's just how I see it. He's going to win me a game. That's me. Stevie? Um, it's as simple as this. One game, you want Moss. One play, you want Moss. One receiver on your team, whether it's him or the prototype, that's who you want. Like to me, when you talk about greatest ever, it's not just the numbers, it's your impact. And the biggest impact and staple you can leave when the game is to say, Everybody like wants to be just like you, and defenses want to do everything they can to stop you. He's the gold standard. He's the prototype for this generation of receivers, the past 20 years and the next 20 years moving forward. And when you look at who's about to win rookie of the year, Jamar Chase, not saying he has all of the attributes of Randy Moss, but he had that style of play. He, he, he's fast. He has good ball skills. He can make the big play, so he doesn't need a lot of catches to get in rhythm to make it happen, and he scores touchdowns. The most points wins the game, and nobody in the history of the game, including Jerry Rice, was better at putting points on the board. Randy Moss did it multiple times, only receiver ever to have three years where he scored 17 or more touchdowns. One of two, maybe three now. i got to double-check on Cooper Cup stats this past year but one of two in the first ever in NFL history to average over 100 yards a game and one touchdown per game in the same season, he's a verb. You don't get Rice. You don't get T.O. You don't get Megatron. You get Moss. 
and that's the best ever. I dig it. I dig it. Now, y'all, y'all got to vote. Two, one. Not like it really matters. Like Steve said, it don't matter who wins, but uh, we got we to see what they think. Uh, that was real fun, guys. Uh, thanks. I'm interested. Thanks for coming back on, though. It's always good to have you on here, Steve. And, guys, we're going to have Steve back on, too, not for a debate. We're going to have you back on to talk about how the NFL is rigged. <laughs> we need it. We need we after the season's over, we gotta do that because people really don't think it is still. And I'm like, wait till we get Steve on and he talks to, about an hour about it. You'll see. <laughs> I mean, listen, I, to be honest with you, right now, um, I I, I got to do a little bit more homework, but there's some things that I know for sure. But um, I definitely want to tune in because uh, I think every everybody's going to be surprised with the stuff I pull up. Oh, dude, when we talked about it before, research, but I, I 100%. More. Yeah, I'll yeah. take nothing less. I'm interested. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. But, guys, thanks for tuning in. If you're still listening after an hour and a half, hour 45 minutes, <laughs> hell yeah. That was good. Good. Uh, hey, you know, you guys can always the watch the fine. video. You can break it down in half. That's, that's why, you know, you got the pause button. So you don't got to listen to it all at once, but you're going to want to because these guys spit the fire. And uh, great work, yo. Great work, fellas. I enjoyed it. I had fun having my mic on mute and just listen. And uh, I don't know who to take. I don't know who to take. They're both phenomenal. Both phenomenal players. Uh, but other than that, yo, I don't got anything else to say. Paulie, I'll let you close it out, even though you're a contestant I gotta today. Go set up, uh, uh, I got to go set up my daughter's schoolwork plan for tomorrow. So oh, yeah, you have fun with thank that. Thank you guys for keeping me up. <laughs> you're the one that was talking. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it. I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> All right, well, I'm dead. I'm looking at my, I'm looking at my the thing for tomorrow. I'm like, damn, they really are. When they, when they start doing this in preschool. No, I have fun with that. <laughs> but Stevie, again, thanks for coming on, man. Always a pleasure to have you on. And uh, guys, be sure to check him out and check out Thank the clip shop. Later, fellas. Later.